This is just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I Review on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. Hey, what's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got an awesome one for you today. Uh, my special guest today is Mr. Charles Wilson III, better known as Black Bach. Yes, you've seen him on Instagram, you've seen him on TikTok, and if you are in the um, southeastern Michigan area, you can see him live. His next show will be August 31st at the Aretha gonna be with uh Kamazi Washington. Man, we get into it a lot in this interview. We talk about his journey, we talk about his career, his start, and the love of classical music in a new hip hop world. It's awesome. And one thing I want to do before we jump into this interview, I want you, yes you, to go to samshownation.com. SamTronation.com, your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. Also, um, if you're right there at SamTronation.com, if you want a little bang for your buck, you want a little receipt for your wares, you can always go to SamTronation.com and the store link and get all your Just Talk With Sam swag right there. Whether that be hats, t-shirts, um, stickers, whatever you need to show the world that you love this podcast, it's all right there. It's all up, it's all right. Every single solitary set goes back into this podcast, make it so please, go ahead and check us out right there. Speaking of the podcast itself, you go to samtronation.com, you get the podcast link. By hitting that podcast link, you catch up on all of your favorite podcasts. You can check them out, you can hear them again. Um, some stuff, a lot of our interviews are live on YouTube. You get a chance to see the face with the names, you can do it all right there. But if you want to hear it right there, go to samtronation.com and hit that podcast link. Or wherever a podcast can be found. Yes, it's all right there. So whether you are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart, um, Spotify, um, wherever podcasts can be found, we're all around. Just put in, just talk to someone. Just talk to someone. 
jump into it. I got a few sponsors this week. Um, the first sponsors, the good folks at Get Up Time. Look, I just want to tell you, if you go to Nation.com and the current promotions link, click Get Up Time. For nothing else, gas prices are crazy. There, I said it. They just are. I don't know what happened, but I do. But they, they, they crazy. The Get Upside is going to help you out. The Get Upside. It scans your area. It scans wherever you're around. And it says, hey, this place got cheap gas. And on top of that, we are going to give you X amount of said sheep gas right back to you. And if you act now, you get 25 cent off a gallon of gas. Come on now. Come on now. That's a good deal. The only thing you got to do is get the Get Upside app from Just Talk With Sam page right in the current promotions page. 25 cent off a gallon of gas. If you ain't gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So please go to samtronation.com. Get upside. The next sponsor is the good folks at Honey. Oh yeah, that Honey. Save yourself some money with Honey. Go to samtronation.com. Click the Honey link. And if you do online shopping, let me tell you what Honey does. Honey scours the entire internet. Finding you promo codes, offer codes, coupon codes, whatever you need. And at checkout, it applies those. And you save some money if you're online shopping. Good folks at home. So please go to samtronation.com. Save some money with that honey. Who are we kidding? You're going online anyway. I'm helping some people out. There's one few sponsors I get that. Gives you money back. Cost you a dime. You just gotta go to samtronation.com. Download the video. Thank you. Um, the next sponsor. I'm sorry, I gotta bring this up. These good folks at uh, Reebok, and they got. They're off. I'm not sorry about Reebok. I'm sorry about what I'm about to say. Hey, man. Back to school is right around the corner. I know. You don't wanna hear. But we all gotta go back. I know them books. It's time. But the good folks at Reebok said they help you out. You can save up to 40% off site wide. You go to samshownation.com. Like going to Reebok. Back to school sale. Put in the promo code BTS exclusive at the checkout. You can save 40% off site wide. Whatever you need, whether it be shoes, shirts, uh, pants, shorts, socks, everything you need for back to school. Reebok ain't going to have you looking bummy out here, and they're going to save you 40% in the process. So please go to samshownation.com, click the Reebok link, and go ahead and save 40% of all your back to school items. You better hurry up, because this offer ends on the 6th of September, 2022. BTS exclusive at the checkout. And lastly, and certainly not least, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Yes, Amazon got everything you need from A to 
don't know if you heard this. Amazon is hooked. They got they, they got theirs and I mean, they literally have everything for Amazon. They have my attention. They got everything. You were going to Amazon anyway. We're fun. The only thing I ask you to do is go to samshownation.com. You click the Amazon bar on the homepage and current promotions page at samshownation.com. And you can go get everything you need from Amazon.com. That's enough for me right now. I'm about to play this beautiful song. It's called Michelle's First Day at the White House.
<laughs> oh man, this this is great. I gotta thank you again uh, for just meeting up with us. Sometimes technology wouldn't technology in, and I I couldn't put you out there like that, man. Oh, that, good. Thank we you. All I, get appreciate a you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, if you're ready, we can just jump right into it. Yeah, let's jump in, man. You know, last time I I, I apologize. I tested Joe Detroitus. Can't do and that, bro. Has no one saw, but I have to ask again. Multiple uh-huh. choice question. Do you know what this substance is? Verner's? Yes. Okay. It is, uh, it is a liquid, but it is also medicine, but it is also a refreshing drink. It can be used as a weapon as well. Absolutely. If you throw a Verner's at someone, they will be hurt. Or you can miss them. It hits the wall, and then the combustion of it turns into this um, ginger gas. Exactly. It incapacitate them. Now, so, yeah, it is a solid, a liquid, and a gas. You are yes. right. Also, I got to do this because you ain't been home in a while. I don't know yeah. if you know about this. Mm-hmm. Since shockwaves. Okay. You know what this substance is. I just heard about it. I heard it's been a thing. and it's been, It is a thing. It's happening. When you Okay, now here's what's interesting. When you get back home, mm-hmm. you may want to call some people, put some aside. They they just they get on the shelf and they go on in a second. This I I had to go to four different stores to find this one. What? Okay, I'll make that call today. No, it, and it's it's totally worth it. It's yeah. totally worth it when you crack it open. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> right, now, with that said, man, we talked last time. Grew up in Detroit. Sorry for questioning your Detroitness, um, yeah. but I had to. I have uh, to. Uh, you're only missing two things though. What? Nah, you're missing some Everfresh, mm. and you're missing some better made chips. So. uh Oh, that's in the that, that's in the kitchen. We that's don't. We, you know. okay. All right, that's in the kitchen. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep it ever fresh on deck. What flavor? Exactly. What flavor? Oh, for me, fruit punch always. Okay, okay. Yeah. I I'm a calypso brother. I like the uh, blue. I don't know what it is. I, I just do. Yeah. Either way, born and raised in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love your music. I see your TikToks. I see the stuff on social media. But one of the questions I need to know, why why Black Bach? There's so many other composers. Why would you choose that one? Well, the, the first thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm from the West Side, so I got hip-hop roots. You know, I, all my friends that did music, they had, you know, like rap names. So for me, even being a classical player, it was essential that I choose something that had something to do with me. And it mm. was essentially uh, something that was rooted in where I'm from. So Black Bach was a great name. Um, of course, it's giving a shout-out to Johann Sebastian Bach, who is, you know, pretty much the founder of classical music like when you start studying as a pianist the first person that you have to go through is Bach and then the last part is the uh, the last part of my name Bach B-O-K is something my father used to say which is uh, everything will be okay but you got to be okay with everything so uh, I thought it was an important thing to put into a name uh, to remind myself and also to remind the culture that everything will be okay and that's great. Um, having your parents um, give you that support and saying it's going to be okay. And it seemed like they shaped you in your musical journey. Um, I did a little digging. I heard you start playing piano from four to 18. Your mom wanted to teach discipline mm-hmm. by playing the piano. Can you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So she had a rule. Her rule was you have to play piano up until you're 18. When you're 18, you can decide whether you want to continue or not. But I need to have this this 
to facilitate teaching you discipline. So every Saturday we would go to lessons. If we miss a Saturday lesson, we would go to lessons, uh, makeup lesson on Wednesday. So it was her way of showing myself and my sister who also plays um, a way of committing to something and sticking with something. Um, and I think she had a brilliant plan. I think it was, it, it worked, you know, not only do uh, like I'm a musician, but my sister is a physicist. So, mm. you know, she I mean, had has to... that. Yeah, she has that discipline already uh, ingrained in her. Do you play any other instruments? Yeah, I was a drummer when I was in at Ann Arbor Trail. I went to mm -hmm. Ann Arbor Trail Middle School, and then I went to Cass uh, for two years. I played on drumline at Cass, and then I went to DSA, and I played on drumline for two years at DSA. Oh, that's what's yeah. up. Did, did you go to college for music? Um, no, unfortunately, I did go to a small uh, black college called Bethune-Cookman College at the time. Now it's university. Um, but it wasn't like the music program was super strong. Um, and, uh, it wasn't like I was, there was someone there to continue my classical piano studies. So, um, I would say I did go to college, but I didn't go to college for music. Okay. And, but you did end up in full sail in Orlando and that's when life <laughs> changed. It yeah. got very fun and very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right then, apparently that's where you met Justin Timberlake. How does the story go? Is it like, you start... You you was there. How does that story go? You met yeah. Justin Timberlake, and then the rest is history. Or actually, how it happened was I was in school at Full Sail. I was being studying to be a recording engineer. Um, I had just graduated, but while I was there, I met the musical director. His name is Kevin Antunes for In Sync, and Kevin and I stayed in contact. And this is one of the things that I always tell like students is if you meet someone who you admire, stay in contact with them delicately, not where you're being bothersome but stay okay. in contact with him delicately. And um, everything that would happen to him, he bought a new house, hey man, congrats on the new house, had a new kid, hey man, congrats on the new kid. Um, but after I had graduated from Full Sail, he randomly said, hey man, why don't you come by the house? So I came by and we were working on some music and um, he asked me, do you, I wanna go on tour with Justin Timberlake? I was like, yeah, of course. And uh, the next uh, two weeks later, I was on Jay Leno with JT and uh, JT and I have started building a relationship from that point and uh, the rest is history. Man, since that meeting, since that tour, you have toured with some of the biggest artists out there. The JT himself, mm -hmm. uh, Rihanna, Sierra, Demi Lovato, just to name a few. Um, how was that? Did you have to like learn the entire catalog? Uh, what was the catalog, I guess I could say, where you, you had to learn them all, right? Or is it just certain select songs from each artist? Still with me? Uh, there we go. All okay. right, there we go. All right, all right. Scared me for a second. You froze on me. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about the um, catalogs. Like, since you tour, you're touring with Rihanna, JT, Sierra, Demi Lovato. Um, just uh, tons of people. So you had to learn their entire catalog as you went on each venture, each tour with them. Yeah. Now, yeah. I guess my Pretty question crazy. is a lot of music. Lot. Who's the easiest catalog to learn? Um, I think they all have. more the i think each one of them had something you know uh, a different thing to learn or a different thing to be inspired by within it uh for instance justin timberlake's catalog is pop music on 
like the highest level, as well as Rihanna is pop music on the highest level. Um, and then you look at John Mayer and it's kind of like, well, it's pop music, but as well, it's like being in a garage and playing with the homies. You know what I mean? Like he'll, he'll throw a curveball. He'll be like, Hey, I want to play um, uh message in a bottle uh, or I want to play uh voodoo child by, you know, so it's a little bit of a, a different challenge. And then Michael Jackson Immortal, I mean, that to me, I would say would be one of the most challenging because um, I had to come behind Detroit's own Greg Fillinganes, who is literally the master. He's a master pianist um, and kind of learn what he did and retrofitted into what I do. Um, so that was a bit of challenge as well. So, I mean, think of all of them. I don't think there was one that was like stood out, but they all are different. And I think maybe that's the challenge is that they're all different. Okay. Now, as a person, you've toured with so many artists. You're always a part of a team. You clearly love collaboration. Yes. What made you want to do this by yourself now? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I it wasn't me that made me want to do it. Um, my The head of my label, Billy Mann, um, called me one day and he suggested, he said, dude, you should do a solo piano album. And my reply to him was, Billy, what the hell does that mean? Like at the time, I had no idea even what it meant to do. Like I had been playing in bands. I've been making beats. I'm always collaborating with people. I love collaborating with people. And now, you know, he's saying I should be alone. Um, but I respect the man. And I went away and worked for um, 121 consecutive days and came up with Black Book. And um, here we are. <laughs> Now, one of the coolest things about this, you said 120 some odd days that you're just writing and you're just moving with your music. Yeah. Um, how is that able for you to find your voice, let alone this album? It's a beautiful album. We're about to talk about that in a second. But mm -hmm. how did you find your voice about what you want to say? Well, part of it was going away, getting quiet, quieting the world around me. And um, I can remember when I first started working on uh, Black Book, I went to L.A. I stayed at a friend's apartment and I would grab a coffee and I would go into the park and I would just walk for like an hour and just listen. And then I would come back and uh, sit down and, and start writing, writing these pieces. As well, I was involved in this program called The Creators Workshop. And for the first time, um, I was writing music in public. So for every day I had to put, had to post what I had written that day um, to some 300 odd students and people would give me real time feedback, which is unreal for musicians because what we normally do is we write songs and then we go, you know, record them and then we present them. So writing in public is not a thing that we normally do. Um, and that just gave me a good sense of accountability and what it mm. means to be accountable to an audience. And that very much fueled what's happening now. Um, I think okay. it was that experience that really, really changed. It was a game changer for me. Now, the cool, the ironic thing about that last question is actually about finding your voice, but you kind of didn't because there's no words. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you get your point across yeah. without saying one word. Right. And that's in Black Book. And I totally feel it. And one thing I wanted... All right, first of all, I have to talk about some of the songs like George Floyd and the Struggle for Equality or Michelle's First Day in the White House. When you hear those songs, um, but let's take George Floyd, the starters. 
that's a real feeling because at at the start, it just sounds like someone angrily banging on a uh, keyboard. That's exactly what it is. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, okay. You I thought it. it was some, <laughs> you got uh, it. I thought it was some news though. No, but, no, no. Okay, why, why that approach? Why that approach with George Floyd? The idea is to write things that are true emotions that I am feeling in real time. For that particular piece was the last one I, I you know, put hands on. And it was it was happening as as I was writing it, like it was in real time. It was the only one that was written in real time. Um, so I can just remember, just like everyone else, when we saw it at first, the, the first reaction was anger. So going to the piano and saying, how do I feel right now? I just had to let I had to let that anger out. And then the next phrase after that is this really kind of solemn, sad, like, I can't believe this happened sort of statement. Um, so that piece in itself also, you know, it goes back to anger and then it goes into another thing that's reflection and then it goes back to anger <laughs> and then it goes into this, um, this part at the end, which is the real hook of the album. I mean, of the hook of that, uh, piece in particular mm -hmm. is hope. And then it ends with the theme to we shall overcome. So that's the real message that I want to get out. So even though I'm going through all these emotions, I still want to make sure that at the end of the day, it's inspiring, it's uplifting, it's uh, looking forward and looking for a better future. Okay, all right. And um, I kind of touched us on this for a second. Michelle's first day at the White House. That um, I have to ask, were you there? Because I assume <laughs> that 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 look, that that feel, the way your imagination plays with a person who has that they're there for their husband they're, they're there but this is a whole new world and i read the book and and in becoming she actually says it where it's sort of like she's been in politics off and on because of barack but this was a game changer this is a whole new field so after reading that that was months ago now i hear something like this i'm like oh yeah yeah, so I guess my question is, were you there and how did you pinpoint that? So good. Um, no, I wasn't there, oh. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's just a thought. I imagine what it's like, you know, being the first black uh, first lady of the United States, walking into the White House, which was built by slaves. The architecture, um, much of the art is does not reflect black culture, I imagine. And she being a mother and a wife and having to bring her family into this home and create a home for this, you know, out of this place. I can't imagine what that's like. So, you know, when I go to my imagination and say, what is it like for the doors to open? What is it like for her to ride up for the first time? What is it like for her to walk in for the first time and kind of observe things? And um, there's also a, a section in the middle where there's a very intense conversation between she and uh, Barack Obama, and and then she uses her grace to kind of get him out of this, you know, kind of very intense moment. Um, just a very much a description of who she may be as a person and what she may have felt during this first time. Okay, and I got to give you a shout out. This is not a question. I'm just uh -huh. saying it. Uh -huh. I love. I make her breakfast. It was a. Uh -huh. It was. It was good because I was doing it while actually making breakfast yeah. with my wife. And my kid, he showed up and it was just no words, but it was just kind of a feeling. It was a vibe going through all through the house. 
No, it's like, yeah, next time I see him, guy, you got to give him the thumbs up on that one because oh, that's great. I don't know. I feel like there's a story behind that with you, mm-hmm. but um, that is the question. Was there a story? Because that had to come from somewhere. Yeah. So who's the her that you made breakfast to make this up? <laughs> there you go. Um, it's funny because I didn't actually make breakfast. I actually bought breakfast. Um, but I just remember the emotion, you know, when you're sitting uh, or you're laying next to someone who you care for and you just really have a great appreciation for them and then you wake up and you want to do something special. I just know what that feels like. And um, that piece is just a love story of, you know, doing something special for someone you love. Now, I have to ask this mainly because you are um, among a group of people now that is making classical music and this marriage of hip hop together and bringing it to a whole new audience. It's you. Um, another example is the show Bridgerton. Uh, they take classical elements put and do hip hop songs. How does that feel giving classical music to a new audience? Uh, well, kind of new audience, depending on how you look at it, but yeah. people who may not, you know, exactly reach for that on their Spotify playlist. What, what is it breaking their, you know, breaking them into that? What does that feel? How does that make you feel? Um, I, I feel like it's an amazing gift to be able to bring new audiences to classical music. I mean, for so many years, it's had this air of elitism. It's had this air of it belongs to one type of people. Um, I believe that it belongs to us all and it does. It's music that's from the soul and from the heart. Uh, this is like I say, I always, I always hope that I can be the entrance ramp for someone in classical music. Hopefully they look at me and say, oh, I wonder what that is. And then they hear me playing and they say, oh, wow, this is really good. This is really interesting. This makes me feel a certain way. Oh yeah, I'll go back and listen to it. Oh yes, I'll go to a classical concert. Oh, there are more. Let me go to their classical concerts. Um, like I say, it's just, it's just, uh, it's an awesome feeling to be able to be uh, kind of that bridge for people. Speaking of being a bridge, you're also a bridge to the sports world because you were behind the three, 3,000 hit club for Miggy. That was you. Yeah, you was on screen. A, yeah, that was Please awesome. tell me a little bit about that. It was a great moment. I mean, just to be able to do write a custom song for Miggy and congratulate him on uh, getting 3,000 hits. It was an amazing collaboration with the Detroit Tigers. We filmed it at the Fox Theater um, with help from Yamaha, bringing piano. And it was just an amazing event. And just to be able to congratulate him um, and do something for him in that way was just super cool. Man, and speaking about collaboration, I have to brag on you this because this this is beautiful. You the you performed in space, like <laughs> space, space, the yeah, real space, the real space. Like um, for the first time, an astronaut in orbit was asked to perform, and you you was duo. And back down to earth, y'all was trading and y'all was playing together. What does that feel like playing in space? I still haven't really digested completely. Um, Mm. To have an original song be performed by myself and an astronaut in orbit. um, Shouts out to Commander Michael Lopez Alegria. Um, It it just, it's unreal still, (laughs) you know. uh, I can't believe it. I'm still in awe. Like, you, you know, you, you say, how does it feel? And you're like, I'm like, I don't know yet. I'm still processing it all. 
Yeah. It's an amazing thing to happen. Um, definitely made history with that. Uh, and he's an awesome person. He's a, I'm so glad he decided to do this collaboration. And uh, everyone who put together the collaboration, um, it was a great team. And we all made it work. It was great. I mean, that was awesome. And speaking of collaboration, I got to talk about the Black Book Deluxe. The looks, like, I, I got to give her flowers. Lauden, De La Pena, rocked it. Yes, like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Did she listen to Black Book and was just like, you know what? Let me get a pen. And then, then broke down some poetry because, all right, for an original piece where, you know, there were no words, her words just, just added to it. How did you guys hook up? How do you guys collaborate? How did this happen? Yeah. So... Again, the head of my label, Billy Man, were, was in Jamaica, and he met Lauren, and he pitched her the idea of, you know, writing two poems. The first two that she wrote were Michelle's First Day and George Floyd. And we, over a series of Zooms, I mean, a lot of time spent on Zooms, a lot of interviewing her, asking me a lot of questions, me giving her a lot of insight. One of the things we definitely spoke about was energy. How does this feel? How does this make people feel? Um, there are also references to some of the titles were not, they had working titles, like original titles. Hmm. And um, a lot of that, we touched on that in, in ways that people may not understand in the poems, but she integrated it in a way that it worked. Um, but she just really would go away for like a week and come back with these amazing poems. And I would say, Lauren, that's it. That's it. So she was able to, uh, what I create, what I call a twin sister. She created a twin sister for Black Book. And uh, it's in a great accompaniment to uh, the music that already existed. And I'm so happy and so pleased and so proud of her and what she did and uh, our collaboration to make Black Book Deluxe. Now, Black Book Deluxe is part of the What's Going On social series. So, I mean, you nailed it. And then you nailed it again with Deluxe. Where do you go from here? Continue. Well, there's more stories to be told. There's always uh, things that are happening in our society that need to be spoken uh, to. And I believe that, you know, this is my opportunity to illustrate these stories that are happening for us in real time. Uh, the What's Going On Social series is every third Friday of the month. It's a small piece or a snippet of a piece that I've written just to address something that's going on in our society. Uh, this last one I did was called, you know, a, a, a minute to heal. It was just like medicine, you know? Um, I think that there's so much going on that we just needed a minute to breathe. And this piece is just that. It's just beautiful, flowing, just a second. If you get a minute and a half to disconnect from the world that's around you, I feel that that sometimes may be enough time. So uh, just continue to write, continue to evolve, and continue to perform and be in front of audiences. All right, all right, all right. Now, I have to ask this, mainly because people who listen and watch on YouTube, watch the podcast or listen to it, there's there are artists, there are younger uh, groups of people, there are just people who are willing to do bigger things, whatever that is. I always love asking people like yourself, very accomplished people, what advice would you give to a younger artist or a younger person that's just really ready to make that jump and doing some pretty cool stuff themselves? I would say my advice to younger audiences would be, or to younger musicians, would be to take a minute and take account of what you're doing. Are you imitating something that's been done before? If you are, 
then you have to understand that you can only be a silver medalist because whoever did it the first time is the gold. Take account of what you are and who you are. Sometimes it takes a minute to separate, to unplug from everything, but the authentic version of who you are as an artist and a creator is the sauce. One thing that people don't understand is that there's an audience for everything. So whatever it is you create that's authentically you, there is an audience waiting to hear your voice. And if you can find that authentic person, then I think you found the special sauce. That's great. That's great. Look, I, I, I got to do this. I thank you for just giving me a little bit of your time. Is it cool during the audio version of the podcast, we play a couple of songs because I want people to just really jump on Black Book and Deluxe to so they really know because I want... When you show up here August 31st mm-hmm. at the Aretha, yeah. people to see you live and in person, you're going to be with Kamazi Washington. But um, that man, TikTok can only go so far. You got to see this man live. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. <laughs> live it is, is a vibe. Yeah. Everything and, until the 31st. Please mm-hmm. check him out at blackbox.com, IG, Black. You know what? I'm doing your work for you. Um, this camera, this camera, whatever you got, just this is all your time. Just just tell them when they can find you, whatever projects you got, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you can find me at blackbock.com. That's spelled B-L-K-B-O-K. And on my Instagram, it's blackbock. My Facebook is blackbock. My TikTok is also blackbock. Um, the album is out on all streaming platforms. So check that out. Blackbook Deluxe is the latest release. And also every third Friday on Instagram, I'll be doing the What's Going On social series. So make sure you follow over there. And uh, it's, it'll be good. It'll be great to see you there. And I'm also a person who loves to communicate. So if you reach out to me via DM, nine times out of ten, I will respond uh, as long as it's not anything crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. thanks again. Um, we're going to play some music during the audio version. Now, thank you again for just giving me a little bit of your time for this interview, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, dude. Hey, don't stay away from home too long, man. No, you got you to you jump back on it, nah. I know. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Bach. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye.
And there you have it. That song was George Floyd and the Struggle for Equality uh, by my man, Black Bach. We chopped it up. It's great. You got you got to get them on the socials. You got to hit them up. Black Bach, B-L-K-B-O-K. You can go to his website at blackbach.com. All of his information is there. And also, if you are in southeastern Michigan on August 31st, you can check him out at the Aretha with Kamazi Washington. I want to thank him again for coming on the podcast. It's awesome. I mean, it's one thing to hear his music. You got to see him live, though, man. You got to see him, man. So, speaking of people you got to see, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my friends from the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Those are some good brothers over there. AJ and the great DJ and is over there. Man, you got to check them out wherever podcasts can be. I'll do it for them. Heard. It's all right there. Check them out at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. As for my own podcast, you can get everything you need at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. It's all right there. It's all ready to go. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Just Talk With Sam. No G in talking. Just Talk With Sam. Um, also, email us at Just Talk With Sam at gmail.com. Just Talk With Sam at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns, queries, all of it. It's all right there. And if you talk to me on Twitter at Sam Show 11. That's all I got. Actually, I want to end this off right. I think I got one more. We talked about it in the show. It's called I Made Her Breakfast by my man Black Bach. Check him out. Go to blackbach.com. And um, as for everything else, we will see you next week. Peace out, everybody.